Fires. So I'm going live to announce that I'm going live half an hour from now. Real meta stuff, I know. It's really important because you know, Corona crisis, you've heard about it, I guess, no matter where on this planet you are. The thing is that you, as a great follower of the podcast of Rootify, of the Parse Air, how it's called lately, you have listened to us on Spotify and Apple Music. Hello to everyone waving. This is only supposed to be short, so stop waving at me and tune in in half an hour from now where we're going to present you Connie Hoppe. Cornelia is a startup consultant in Berlin. She has worked for N26, Airbnb and so many more and we will interview her live. So the cool format that you know already from our podcast series, which is on Rootify every month. Well, it's the end of the month, so it's a new podcast and it will happen here on Instagram live. So tell your friends, get ready, get some snacks, get some drinks. We know it's Corona time. We don't have any shit to do, right? So get ready for it. Spread the word. And this is the last time that we're going to do this on my personal profile. Why is this the case? Because, well, more of you guys are on this profile. I know it's so hard to click on Rootify and click follow. But please, please, please do this for the next time because we will have another interview with a very, very great VC called Xavier Saras, which will join us on Friday, on the 1st of May. So you'll have two interviews this week. So make sure that you use this half an hour to get some snacks, get ready, get some questions because we might add some live questions in our interview. And also thirdly, to go on the rootify.me Instagram page, press follow, press get notified so that you don't miss the next interview next Friday, which will happen there. Alrighty, see you in 25 minutes. A few moments later. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much that you're joining on this Monday. And our guest is already here. Um, before I let her in, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to everyone. As we said, there is a special happening today. We're all in a special moment right now around the globe so we thought innovation shouldn't stop here it should get started so we can't have any better guest for this very first special podcast edition from the rootify podcast featured by pars air on instagram live so without any further ado i would like to invite our guests let's see if All right. Hello, Connie. Hello. Hi. Nice to see you. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. And it's really great. I, I was about to start introducing you, but you were just as responsible and on time. So just enjoy me giving props to you for a moment, because not, not everybody of our global audience might know what honor we have here with our first live interview that you joined. <laughs> yes. Because Connie has worked at so many cool places before she started up the coolest place herself. She worked at N26, WeWork, oh my god, the list is endless, Airbnb. Uh, you worked with all of these great startups that we know around the world. Until around six years ago, you decided to make something great yourself. 
So that's really cool. I want to dive into that. And before we dive into the um, official interview part, uh, for the audience to get a feel, actually, me and you, we chatted like, I don't know, 5 a.m. in the morning today or like really, really early. And now we're here at 6 p.m. having this thing and both of us probably having the crazy usual day, which never is usual somehow, especially not in these days. So again, chapeau that uh, you're taking this hour of your time and you're here. So the one question correlating with this introduction that we always ask everyone we have on this show is, um, why do you stand up in the morning? It's like, (laughs) especially if we realize that you have late shifts and then you wake up early as well. So I think the core question of this is obviously on a more serious note is what's your key motivation? What drives you, Connie? Yeah, kind of everything. Ne? So first of all, thanks a lot for the introduction. And um, I really have to say, I've never done any um, Instagram interview. I'm not the Instagrammer. So um, also kind of new to me. So just that everybody knows it. So what drives me in the morning um, is kind of yeah everything. I mean, um, really, the thing is, uh, there are so many interesting things happening. Um, and I'm getting to know so many uh, new people and so many things I just want to read. I still have already five books parallel I'm reading. Yeah, so then I'm getting introduced every day to everybody or anybody new. So that's so interesting every time. And I'm like, okay, how could I not get up? So it's kind of, I don't want to go to sleep. It's rather kind of, okay, I have to do this. And I know also how healthy it is. I've also worked for Casper, yeah? So I know how healthy sleep is. Mm-hmm. But um, on the other hand, I'm also very, very curious what's happening the next day. That's so amazing. I, I feel you so much. I mean, uh, the difference between me and you is though, but you have been doing this for so many years now. I mean, I'm kind of like new to this. I mean, early stage startup. So it still feels like I started yesterday. But as I mentioned, you have already experienced several stages in your career and you still have this drive. And I think especially in these times um, this is why we are doing this on live as well for you to know it's the first time for me as well <laughs> so I, I think i think i'm not the best millennial i i'm not even on snapchat but uh i i admit that uh, i've started with tiktok because i i knew always that china is coming and so now we got chinese social media so i don't want to miss that but uh feel totally free uh, it's a global rootify family here so um and for those who are also new to this format, a little organize, uh, organizational thing, this podcast will be available later on on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everywhere where you usually get them. Simply put Rootify Podcast. But if you're following on Instagram, you're with us live, which is way cooler, obviously. So that's the additional thing we're doing here uh, now together, Connie. And so the, um, the question that I have, okay, if you have the drive, that's great. Similar to you, I always want to like, soak in information and I feel like I don't want to miss out on life so sleep faster as Arnold Schwarzenegger said (laughs) it's like yeah we all need sleep but just sleep faster and as you say it has a lot of health uh, things we shouldn't undermine uh, this issue that our brain needs sleep and everything with that however um, was it always clear for you that you would start an entrepreneurial journey because I think we have yeah, I think we have many uh many people listening that maybe didn't start up yet and are contemplating about it and especially for you that has worked with some of the let's say companies that people feel attracted to for you to take the step out of that world and to say okay I want to start my own baby now uh, around 6 years ago how how was that process So I really have to say until 
2010, I did not even know that there is anything around entrepreneurship and there was already five years um, uh, working. Yeah, so I really had no clue for me. It was always a secret how somebody could start a, start a company or how companies are evolving or even starting or something like that because I'm also coming from a family. My um, parents are musicians, so completely another thing. So really had no clue about. And um, I came then across when I worked at Lidl, um, first time with the startup scene, and then I've moved to um, Berlin due to um, private reasons. And then I've got anyhow introduced there. And then of course, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurship there. And then also a lot of things um, I could do better or I thought I could do better. And that's why then I've started it. So it was pretty easy kind of. Um, and it was just the right moment. And there was not so much thinking about or analyzing or whatever. It was kind of, oh, do it. And then I've done it. It was, right. it was really pretty easy. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that easy after all. But as I agree, that's starting is like the most difficult thing at most times you know people don't know how to get started and you just got started and i think that's really the key right it's uh, uh if we if we look at the past interviews that we had you, if you want to find one denominator of every established entrepreneur it's really that they at some point they didn't give a fuck I may say it's life. I can say stuff like that. Nobody can censor me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it disappears from Instagram later. I don't know. But um, first thing is that. And the second thing is, as you said, it's it's kind of a frustration we have as as users or employees ourselves, right? You, you find something where you think this could be better or I could do this better. And then you, 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 you are driven to change it. I think I think these two things, uh -huh. right? Yeah, and also, I also think if you're always complaining, and I'm the first one who has always criticism and all of these things, yeah, then you cannot always criticize and then not doing anything, yeah? If you're saying A, you also have to B. Um, this is also a philosophy of mine, so I guess that's really, really important that you are then not um, simply saying, okay, I criticize everything and anybody else should change it. If I'm not changing it, I mean, who else should do it? So that's pretty simple. That's great. That's really great. I think, uh, especially in those times we're facing now, it's a thing that it's easy to just, you know, complain and think like, well, why does this happen to me right now? And, uh, oh, I couldn't have seen it coming. Now everything is gone or my plans are wasted. And I think it's exactly that. If you complain about the situation, then how about like focusing on what you can change, right? So um, I think that's the thing that that's what drives us at Rootify as well. We're like, people have time now. And before we all start watching Netflix, we decided to make like the Netflix of languages, right? Where you say like, just have some edutainment and use this time for personal growth. Because instead of saying, oh my God, what should I do? I'm at home. I, I'm so bored. You know, I, I don't want to simplify things. Everybody is affected differently. But one thing you definitely can do is to decide what you are consuming, be it media, be it uh, the, the news that you're consuming, you know, being critical also about your news outlets. Are you listening to an entrepreneurial station or where they're like, there's this startup doing this, you can join them there, you can do something here. Or is it just like 
the German national TV 815 telling you it's still shitty, you know, I mean, uh, that's, that's, I think we select where we put our focus. I think that's a really good uh, advice we can take here from you. And then a third question, it's like, it's awesome. I always have the same question patterns, but the answers are so different. So I also want to ask you where we have changed lately our format into something like kind of fuck up nights. That's the last time I say the F words, I swear this has to be linked in a bowl. So <laughs> uh, let's say, um, fail nights you know where where people don't go to say like i'm on this big stage now i'm gonna tell you how great i am but showing the human part the vulnerable part so what were things in your career or as an entrepreneur um where you really had downturns or where you think maybe i would have done that differently now and um yeah what are how did you cope with those situations yeah I mean, the the worst thing, um, if you're finding out that you're maybe a good entrepreneur and you have great ideas and everything, but you're not a good teacher, not a good leader, this is uh, your situation, which is not that comfortable. But this is something I definitely came across. Yeah, I guess I have a very own style to lead. And I guess you have to either love it or you hate it. Um, because it's very, very direct, yeah, and um, I guess I also needed to learn it kind of the hard way, yeah, that you cannot kind of, yeah, um, expect everything you're expecting from yourself, also from others, yeah, this is simply not happening, um, and again, if you are coming across this, that uh, that you're really not the best leader, and anyhow, but thank God, yeah, um, and there's, uh, nevertheless, also, um following yeah so the employees are following which is great hello um, <laughs> technical <laughs> difficulties um, i'm still with you but um i'm definitely not not the best best leader and this is something where i've definitely where i'm still definitely failing but that's why i have also good leaders now in my team um and i'm also not the one who is leading um in big corporate um companies absolutely not yeah so this is also a bit not this theory you have um every time yeah um because i'm really rather this okay put the fish on the table and speak very direct and all of these things and i mean it depends on where you get socialized whether you like it or whether you like it not yeah um and also how you are coping with it whether you are saying okay this is a personal attack or i'm taking this as a chance and i'm learning out of this and it's not a personal attack and i can distinguish between this is business and this is um personal life yeah or private life but of course i mean everybody is different yeah and of course it's also the sender um whose issue it is how it comes across and not um the issue of the receiver so yeah, and this is something I'm still learning and I'm still on it. But again, if you're building something up or um, uh, a team is getting bigger and then you're coming across, okay, leading is really more than one job. Yeah, you have different jobs, then it's kind of, and I mean, leading is also teaching and teaching I'm really not the best at. Thank you so much for sharing this very vulnerably because I think... Um, that's what makes great leaders as well. You know, of course, if you're on a stage, you have to pitch, you have to perform like you know everything. But uh, I think the main reason why potentially successful startups fail in the end is that you you might not focus too much on the human component. And uh, the human component most often is like soft skills where I feel they're not that soft after all, right? 
It's like those soft skills give you the hard profits in the long term because if you don't know how to manage your team, you can grow, but then it will collapse because you just couldn't cope with this growth. Uh, we're, we're having something similar here. We have grown from a one-man show of mine uh, last year to 12 people now. And uh, I've, I've read so much about leadership where I was like, that's eye-opening. How did I be, how was I a leader without knowing these things before? And I, I'm happy I've learned these things. And as you say, it's a constant process of failure, learning. Um, how did you learn these things? I mean, you said you learned it on the hard way for once, but also is there some, maybe some folks, some courses, or maybe some key person uh, in your career that helped you um, accelerate those learning curves? <clears throat> yes, um, yes and no. So I'm not the one who is listening too much onto others and how the majority is doing this and whatever, because also the majority can be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the other hand, there are some people out there um, who I totally admire. Yeah, so it starts with Barack Obama, for example, and I guess how he's leading, how he's expressing himself, etc. I mean, this is then completely high end, yeah, but this is something, I guess, where everybody definitely could learn something from. Um, and I've also always hired a very heterogeneous team, so um, where the people are absolutely different, yeah, um, and they are also some more introverted and some more spiritual and some more uh, people who are a bit more calm and all of these things, yeah, and thank God they always also came up and said, Cornelia, don't you think it was a bit too much? I guess you definitely have to apologize, yeah? And I was also recently speaking about apologizing, yeah? That it's more than only a kind of, yeah, sorry, yeah, uh, don't take it uh, too personally or something like that. Yeah, it really, um, apologize. I mean, you can do something wrong, absolutely, but you need to have also the courage to apologize. Um, and I mean, I've also done already some, yeah, uh, some some bad decision or also wrong decisions where also some of my um, team members and also in the meantime, I really call them also friends, stepped in and said, Cornelia, please leave it with us because um, that's not the right decision you are taking. You're overseeing something, yeah? And you do not see it really right. Um, and they've seen it from their perspective, which was, of course, great. And that's why um, I'm very, very grateful for this and where I've also learned a lot. So this is also my recommendation, yeah? If you are only hiring yourself um, in 10 versions, nah, I guess it doesn't bring you too much. Um, but um, if you're hiring really persons who have also another opinion, but where you have kind of the same baseline that really helps. And another thing is, by the way, I mean, there's also a differentiation between entrepreneur and also manager. No? So um, that's why I have now also two ladies with me who are managing um, my um, my company because I'm they can cope with me and they also understand if I have 1,000 ideas and go into this direction, this direction, and tomorrow this direction. I mean, you cannot lead a team with this mindset, yeah? And you have to filter it much, much more. And... Um, yeah, I guess also managers are doing this completely in another way than, than entrepreneurs. And despite I'm not the hardcore entrepreneur, absolutely not. But um, I've just experienced it also a lot that, yeah, th there's definitely a difference between an entrepreneur and a manager. Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing this, Connie. 
Um, I think in this format, what we are doing here now, going live, we're doing something that social media really needs, and that's being more transparent because we have done those podcasts in the past, and obviously you always have some time for editing, cutting, and whatsoever. And at the end, you have such a large conversation that you shrink down to the compressed knowledge. And I feel, again, talking about human component, you lose a lot with that. So I think it's really cool that we're just... Um, talking in this manner and i remember so many times where I, I was like talking to the person that was interviewed and then we put the camera on we're like shit why did we just film the past 15 minutes of just talking because that was already so powerful so it's really cool and i remember from our past conversation that we had you mentioned this uh employee of yours where you first thought like mm, maybe we won't get best friends you were even thinking about you know not having her in the company anymore. And then now you say she's one of the most loyal and one of the the best uh, people in your, in your company now. I think that was something that I really thought, uh, too bad we don't have this on film. So now we have this on film because uh, this, I really thought about it a lot. I feel I have this very often because obviously I grow into a leadership position, which I never studied to be. Mm. I also don't think my studies help too much with what I'm doing right now. But especially I feel that component, I feel like, okay, it's a difference leading one person to five to more than 10 and then going above 100. Uh, as you say, you need leaders, but you also need managers at that point. So I realize that very often, especially te hiring tech people, you know, there's a stigma around that. I don't even want to say there's tech people, but the same stigma goes from them to us biz people. So, uh, or, so, so I feel I realized that was really difficult for me. Often I didn't like click with the people that might be the best assets for our team now at the beginning. <laughs> mm -hmm. And when you said that, I was just affirmed that, as you say, you shouldn't just like clone yourself 10 times, but rather go out and, and be challenged within your team so that the outside challenges just become easier. Right. So Absolutely. Um, is there, is there anything because it's, it's amazing if you have a good conversation, we already, are passing our 20 minutes uh, podcast pants on, but we, we don't have a strict timeline. We are in a new format now. So I want to have sort of an open question. Is there anything you would like to share for aspiring entrepreneurs? Because you're also a startup consultant. So maybe from your work, maybe from your experiences, um, what's, what's the best thing you can tell someone to, you know, get their idea into reality? What would you like to share with everybody listening? Yeah, in my opinion, Lots of people are then kind of, oh, I cannot share it. I just want to do this with myself. Yeah. And I'm thinking, um, or I know what the majority of the people are thinking. And I have here the one idea. And I'm deeply convinced that this idea was born already. Um, and that it's anywhere in the world already, maybe also live. Um, and if it's not live, it's really because of this, um, that people are not starting because they are then coming across that even the simplest idea yeah, is usually the best idea, but it takes lots of efforts to really bring it into a format that others can also experience this. So you are not the only one who have this idea. And despite, I also believe that everybody is really completely unique. The ideas usually are not. Yeah. So mm. um, <laughs> I really have to say it like this. Um, but to bring it live and to make it um, an experience for the people, this is then, of course, unique. And this is something, this hurdle you need to overcome and really start. And then, of course, it's not um, done with a, with, within one second. 
you need to tell it to people and then you're getting a challenge and then somebody is asking so why do you not do it like this but like this but i don't like that and whatever so you're getting challenged all the time and um it's not depending then um and also not kind of okay then i let it be yeah so then i'm closing it down it's rather than kind of okay how can i look also from different angles onto onto things yeah and um again of course you need to have also lots of self-confidence to go through this yeah because of course there are not always people outside who are saying yes great yeah i guess some are kind of damn why did i not have this idea yeah and of course i'm not talking about uh, my own business i'm talking about lots of other great businesses um we have out there but um I mean, yeah, bring it live, but also know what the effort is you have to, you have to bring in, you have to put in. That's very powerful. I think combined with your first advice that, <laughs> uh, that you really should just go out there and, and try things, get started with things. I think another thing apart from, as you said, maybe thinking, oh my God, don't steal my idea. It's so unique. I think the next thing is really I feel it for myself. I always refer to Rutify as my brainchild. You, you, you know that feel. It's like a baby and nobody wants to hear that you have an ugly baby, right? And apart from that, it's very cruel for people to say that. And usually people yeah. don't. Usually people don't, as you said in your advice before, it's not a personal insult towards you or your baby. It's rather somebody is criticizing you and you yeah. should just see that as a gift, what it is that, that you, can, you can help your ba baby to walk quicker or get to running. And um, I think that's really crucial and it's very well aligned with uh, another thing that we said uh, off camera <laughs> that uh, I hope is fine to share that uh, stick with me when you said people don't just wake up and are like, okay, today I'm going to ruin Connie's day. I really like that thought. <laughs> Sorry, like, I didn't get it because it was just frozen one exactly this second. <laughs> that's that's the you know that's the lag we do a uh, commercial break right now and then oh. you can <laughs> tune in oh commercial download the app no it's kidding uh <laughs> somebody's asking when you can download the app uh just answering this real quick you can just go on rootify.me and you will get a pop-up and hopefully in fall this year you will be on all the app stores you wish for but until then, let's listen to Connie. Thanks for asking, though. <laughs> and by the way, everybody who has questions right away live, as I said, Connie, I'm also doing the first time. But I think if somebody is popping up, we will just take them in if that's okay for you. But um, if not, for now, I wanted to say the thing you didn't hear, maybe the listeners also didn't hear, which was... Um, it stick with me what you said off camera, which is nobody just wakes up to say, I'm going to mess with Connie's day today. Right? It's not like somebody ah, just wakes yeah. up and is like, uh, how about I, I really ruin this person's life? It's, we all wake up the same way. We all go to sleep the same way. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo may have some luxurious dorm room or whatsoever, but at the end, we all have physiological needs and we all fulfill them and we all start our day usually not contemplating about how we ruin somebody others, someone else's day. So I think that's really a very simple thought. But if, if one reflects on it, as you say, the best things are simple. It's about the execution. So I think that, that, that helped me. When I wake up and I know, for example, when I woke up, I do, we have our interview at six, but until then there are so many other things, which is also that's important and that, that I'm looking forward to. And then it's like you, we're like, okay, we're doing this the first time. But then we're like, man, everybody started at some point and uh, probably none of us has the intention to do nothing else than good. I mean, why? Why? And this leads maybe to a good uh, wrap-up question as well. It's like, wh what is your really 
key motivation. So you talked about what gets you up in the morning, your curiosity, you want to keep growing. Uh, what if we want to go a little bit deeper, you know, it's like we, most of us know by now probably that money can't be everything. There, there are psychological studies until a certain extent, it increases your happiness and then it's just like marginal increases. So it doesn't really affect your actual happiness. So what is it for you that, that if you look back on your life, let's say 80 years of now with your energy, <laughs> if, you, if you look back, what is it uh, that you would say that was a life worth lived? What is like your compass in, in all the decisions you make, business and uh, personally? Yeah, I guess everybody knows it. Um, who is who is working closely with me is uh, that I'm definitely not doing it for the money, or at least yes, I'm doing this for the money for now, um, to have enough money and to um, start a foundation for children um, who are getting misused at home. Um, and uh, I think we have enough, um, yeah, houses for women, yeah, and where they can go to, but. I'm really not sure why this has not um, been built already for children where they can go to. And I guess children have two less lobby, not only in Germany, but everywhere else in the world as well. Yeah. So um, I guess also uh, lots of um, uh, uh, people who are saving the, the animals, they're totally fine. Yeah? I'm completely with them. But that all of these um, groups have, um, for, who are saving animals have more supporters than the ones who are saving children is for me still not 100% clear, despite I also like animals. But again, this, this lobby for children is for me one of the most important thingies. And so that I'm independent and can uh, start it independently. Um, this is for me where I will shift everything and what I'm definitely working towards too, um, really since the beginning of my um, career and where I always was searching for, okay, how can I make anyhow more money to really start exactly this foundation that we can build houses, that we can have uh, the best lawyers um, to fight against um, all this misuse and also to fight for many more rights for children. I know this is maybe a very, very big dream, yeah, and it sounds too big, but I guess we have to start at some stage and not kind of to hide and we don't see it and all of these things. So because I really think that uh, children deserve it that much. That's that's so great. I mean, I don't think there is uh, anything too big, actually, that's on this planet. You have proven it in the past with things that probably seemed big then and you made it happen. So uh, I think it's really cool. What I always feel is interesting is like, uh, depending on your worldview, you could see that there are so many problems out there. But actually, as entrepreneurs, you see them as opportunities, right? There's opportunities to improve things and there always will be. And it's just interesting that on, on what we focus, because I mean, I, I have been confronted with the same kind of uh, ambivalence that you have been faced with that, as you said in a side say, sentence, it was like, I also love animals, right? That's like, if you say we need uh, support for children, then why is everybody focused on animals? Then what you get is like, hey, don't you like animals? And I feel... I feel it's the yeah. same thing uh, with, with uh, when, when I said, you know, you probably know the UN SDG, the, if somebody doesn't know the Sustainability Development Goals by United Nations, we want to have them achieved by 2030. It's not long anymore. You know, when they started, it seemed long away. It's just a decade away. And uh, so when I started up Rootify, it was also we want to address UN SDG 4 and 10, mm -hmm. reducing inequality and having quality mm -hmm. education for all. 
So mm-hmm. I think the language barrier is really a crucial factor for both of this goal. Yeah. And and often, for example, when I had the honor to to speak at the UN about this matter, it was most advocates spoke there for prom- promoting, for example, uh, environmental issues or or I don't know some also some war regions in Africa where you think, of course, all of this is super important. But I feel it's the ninth time we hear hear about plastic, and we didn't even hear one thing about you know. Um, missing integration everywhere not just a european issue everywhere where you have cultures meeting each other so i think it's the same thing you just have to kind of the un gives you a portfolio of opportunities that's how i see it. it's like here you go these are the issues take one of them they're all important and you took one of them which doesn't have many advocates and i think that's a really great thing to do and then uh, then we have a lifetime to work on it. And I think we know, actually, as you said, it's thinking big. I think we we acknowledge that we cannot do it in a lifetime. It's like you can dedicate all your life to it. Usually you can't. As you say, you work, you earn money, then you get the time. That's like the vicious circle people put themselves in. Yeah, You manage to get out of it a little bit more than people maybe that are still working somewhere that's not their own or that they don't feel passionate about. But still, we feel the restriction of we need to sustain ourselves first. We need to be profitable and then we can. And that's and that's the thing. But I think one lifetime, if we dedicate it, what's important really that we have one voice. We as a person have one strong voice for one specific issue. And then people, maybe your employees or other people that you inspired, maybe somebody to just listen to this interview of yours that is like, oh my God, you're so right. And for those people... Um, Maybe you could share with us how could they contact you the best way. So uh, you said Instagram is not, you're not many times on Instagram. Me neither, as I said, I'm a very bad millennial. So where can, where can people contact you if they maybe want to join your vision or maybe want to know more about Don, your company in Berlin? Um, what's the best way to reach you, Connie? Yeah, in best case, uh, via LinkedIn, they are very active, or you just write me via email, corneliadunberlin.com, and that's it. Yeah, so that's pretty easy, my first name, and then dunberlin.com. Right. Um, there I'm usually also trying to answer everything I can. That's great. We will definitely, uh, we will share this video, obviously, later on on our social media channels, including LinkedIn. Then we will simply tag your name there so people can find you. Yeah. Uh, for those of them who were here already, congratulations. You're real pioneers. You were with us here on our first timer. I think it was great. Thank you so great. much, Connie, Thanks for so uh, doing this with us. Thanks a yeah. lot for having me. Yes. All the best. See you soon live, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks See you, Ruti I get lost inside his house Love, I will find me in his house